Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome everybody to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. I guess the only noteworthy event since the last time we joined you on Monday kind of came over late last night that a, a Ottawa senator, at least of this recording, an undisclosed Ottawa senator tested positive for the coronavirus. So not surprising. You figure that there were going to be NHL players. There have already been at last count uh, nine or was it uh, seven? Was it uh, yeah, seven NBA players? Uh, the two from the Utah Jazz, one from Detroit, now four Brooklyn Nets and one of them Kevin Durant tested positive and I'm assuming they're going to be more NHL players uh, from what I understand and again information is kind of dicey but apparently the NHL is not aggressively testing their players the way the NBA did uh, they're just um, quarantining them uh, keeping them isolated and going through the symptoms because um, I know the NBA has been much criticized for testing the teams in which a player tested positive because some of the tests are very difficult uh, to uh, get in certain areas and do you want to test perfectly healthy athletes who might have it as opposed to the elderly or, or people that are already sick around the country and in Canada? So that's obviously a, a debate for another time, especially since all the information is a little inconsistent. But that's what we've got so far as the NHL having their first positive test. There have been some rumblings that <clears throat> the players have kind of unofficially came up with a timeline of how to award a Stanley Cup and could they play deep into July uh, having actually the Stanley Cup race sometime in late August, early September. We talked about this with EJ last week, or actually on Monday. The problem with going that deep into the summer, as great as it would be, award a Stanley Cup champion, give us something to do in the summer, is, well, how does it affect the 2021 season? Now, this is going back last week, and everything is very fluid, but Gary Bettman had said he did not want to change anything about the 2021 season. Uh, they don't want to get into a shortened schedule or have anything harm next season. So you would have to have some sort of a line on when it would become too late to award a champion under the current format or really any format. Because would it be fair for teams that went deep into the playoffs, say you know the Blues are playing the Bruins. Those are two of the best teams in the NHL, and they might go at it again like they did last June, and they end up awarding the Stanley Cup on Labor Day. I mean, how great would that be? Labor Day weekend, you sit there and celebrate a Stanley Cup championship. Okay, well, then training camps are going to open in a couple of weeks, and you start the next season again? That seems kind of difficult to do, and it would be completely unfair to, all right, the team that won the Stanley Cup, okay, you're not going to have a kick coming. You just won the Stanley Cup. But the team that lost or the team that went to the conference final, having like two, three weeks to get ready for the next season, these guys are going to get to the middle of next year and be completely uh, exhausted because of the amount of hockey they played in a short period of time. And you could say, well, look at how many months they maybe missed now. But still, that's a lot of hockey to play, especially fierce hockey like the playoffs how you leave everything out on the line and then have to go to training camp and then maybe on October 4th or whatever start the 2021 season. But that's still very far down the road. Uh, as of this taping right now, there is no foreseeable future when we're going to play. But if you still go by the CDC's recommendation of eight weeks, which is now getting closer to seven, we get to May, and then you could award a Stanley Cup champion. The one thing I would probably <clears throat> get used to 
and it's going to bother a lot of people like the Islanders, uh, like the Rangers, um, teams that are on the outside looking in, the Arizona Coyotes, that you might just have to go with the 16 that are in right now. And as unfair as that may seem, especially to the Islanders who played three fewer games than Columbus, Columbus gets in a measly point ahead of the Islanders when the Islanders had games in hand. It seems unfair, but you can't start to think about fair and unfair in these situations. If you want to award a Stanley Cup champion and you make a decision, there's going to be somebody that's going to be on the wrong end of that decision. So you're going to have to kind of get over that. I think the NHL will do everything they can. But right now, we're we're in the infancy of this thing here. It's March 18th. Uh, the first uh, case in the United States was back in January. So, uh, And it really has not hit home. This right now, today, is the one-week anniversary of the last games that were played in the NHL. So... When you go to that kind of moment, right, that that big awakening was when Gobert tested positive from the Utah Jazz and the NBA immediately shut down their season. The NHL shut down their season the next day, that Thursday, so tomorrow will be the one-week anniversary of that. Uh, We're still very much in the infancy. We're a week into this thing. And when you're talking about it being a couple of months, we've just scratched the surface of information that we have, um, prognosticating where we're going to go here, and you just hope as we get deeper and deeper into this thing, and that's why I want to keep this podcast going at least three days a week, is to kind of update you on what we heard. But talking to EJ on Monday, talking to some people around the NHL since then, it's just right now we're in that holding pattern and just waiting, and it just does not look like it would probably be any time before the second week of May, and we're only in the third week of March, so we've got a long way to go, and that would be the best case scenario so since there isn't anything to talk about on the ice i threw it out on twitter today i mentioned it to you at the end of the podcast on monday your top five hockey movies just yours you don't have to come up with you think is the all-time list you know if there's a movie that nobody saw but you liked it then you can have it on the the top five for you just you personally so this is my personal top five and full disclosure and it's kind of become a thing with me i have not seen any of the Mighty Duck movies. Now, that might seem like a travesty, but please remember when those movies came out, I was deep into my 20s, so I always looked at that as like a kid's movie. If that's me being biased, if that's me being wrong, I am fully ready to admit that right now. But as of right now, I haven't seen the movie. And I'm one of those people that when you dare me to see something and I hadn't seen it or been there or done that, I almost feel like it's a sense of pride to just keep it going. I probably will see them at some point, but how can I put a movie on my personal top five if I had never seen it? So number five is a short. It's only like a maybe 10 or 15 minutes long. It's a very short cartoon called The Hockey Sweater. I I stumbled upon this years ago when I went to Montreal. My then-girlfriend, my now-wife Nancy, we went up to Montreal to see the Canadians play, And we went to a couple of games, and this is probably somewhere in the late 90s. And we went and visited the Rocket Richard Museum, which ironically is not close to the Forum or to the Bell Center. It's actually closer to Sherbrooke, where the Montreal Expos played by Olympic Stadium. There is a museum, a shrine to Maurice Richard, and we looked at all of the different artifacts that they had there. And then they had a room with a screen, and you hit a button, and you got to watch the sweater. Um a rock carrier and you might say well he must he must be carrier because he's from quebec but he actually pronounces it carrier wrote a book about his experience growing up in quebec and his mom buying him a maple leaf sweater instead of a canadian sweater 
and this was in the late 40s, early 50s, and how he was mocked and ridiculed by his friends when they all had Canadian jerseys and they all had number nine Maurice Richard jerseys, and he had to show up to the skate and play hockey, pond hockey, with his Maple Leaf sweater. It is adorable. I suggest you go to YouTube, find it. It is incredible. It's short, it's sweet, but it's a lot of fun. It's a cartoon, but if you're a hockey fan, if you're a hockey purist, you'll fall in love with this. The hockey sweater, check it out. You can probably find it somewhere on YouTube. Number four, also to that theme of Maurice Richard, The Rocket. This came out in 2005, and what's really cool about this movie, I think it's very well done, and I know a lot of people will get frustrated because it's in subtitles if you don't speak French, but what's really cool about it is you have a lot of NHL players that are now former NHL players that are in the movie, like uh, Mike Mike Ricci plays Elmer Locke, uh, Vincent LeCavalier plays Jean Beliveau, uh, Stefan Quintal plays um, Delorade Saint Laurent. Uh, Sean Avery plays Bob Dill, who was a goon with the New York Rangers, who actually got into a fight with Maurice Richard in the penalty box. So you've got a lot of um, former NHL players there in it. There were current NHL players uh, back in 2005, and it's pretty cool. It's very well done. Um, it's not a movie that got like major play here in the states, but you could definitely pick it up on DVD. I'm sure you can download it online. It might even be available on Netflix. I don't know, but Rocket is my number four. Of course, Miracle is a, is one of those Disney movies. I'm not a big Disney movie fan. I've gotten into them recently with the kids stuff, with Moana and all that, and Frozen. But uh, I never really liked the live action Disney stuff. They always kind of like were corny to me. But Miracle is just amazing. Kurt Russell does a great job uh, in this one, and it's uh, everything. Everybody knows it by now. I think it's considered if you go and rank it, maybe one of, if not the best. Uh, hockey movies of all time. I've got that at number three. Number two, this is right in my wheelhouse because I was 18 years old when it was released in 1986, and that's Youngblood. I think it really gets to the core of fighting, of you know being an American, trying to make it in junior up in Canada, and I think Rob Lowe does a terrific job in, in this one. I think it's a terrific movie. Very well done. Patrick Swayze is incredible in this. A very young Keanu Reeves plays the goaltender. So uh, Youngblood is my number two. And number one, I think it's a travesty if it's not number one on everybody's list is Slapshot. And I know it kind of glorifies fighting and violence and all that, but it, it is so much fun to watch. It never gets old to me. That movie was released in 1977. So we're talking about a movie that's way over 40 years old, going on 45 years old, and I think it's still very relevant as far as it still holds up to me. It's very well acted. It's a great story, but mainly it is just absolutely hilarious. So that's my top five. The Sweater, Rocket, Miracle, Youngblood, and Slapshot, my top five um, hockey movies for Don LaGreca. All right, let's hear from you because a lot of people wanted to chime in on this. Um, a Mike A. May says, a Miracle, Youngblood, Slapshot, Mystery Alaska, and Mighty Ducks. Now, Mystery Alaska, Alaska I left off because I like that movie. It's great to see um, St- uh, Steve Levy and Barry Melrose in it. I think it's well done. I just didn't have it in my top five, but that's a pretty, pretty solid list. Tom says, possible unpopular opinion the second mighty ducks movie was better than the first Hmm, i'm not sure if it's the same as or as controversial as godfather 2 better than godfather 1 but looks like it's up there uh victor says number one miracle number two mighty ducks 2 so he's somebody that agrees with you tom slapshot 3 mystery alaska 4 mighty ducks 5 
Uh, Troy says he's got the Russian Five, which uh, came out recently as number one, um, of Miracles and Men, uh, number three, King's Ransom, which was the 30 for 30 about Wayne Gretzky getting traded to the Los Angeles Kings, number four, NHL Game Changers, Night Fever, and number five, Big Shot, which is the documentary, also 30 for 30, about uh, Spano buying the New York Islanders. So Troy went very, very, very... um, kind of documentary with that uh Donnell says he likes this is his top five again another person that says the mighty ducks two is number one mighty ducks uh d2 is number two sudden death i thought about sudden death it's not a good movie though but it just it's kind of cool where john claude van damme ends up uh dressing uh trying these trying to fight the bad guys he ends up at the igloo for game seven of the stanley cup final between the penguins and the chicago blackhawks and part of the movie actually goes in and dresses as the Penguin goaltender and plays in the game. Uh, just not a very good movie. Kind of a guilty pleasure movie, but I didn't have it in my top five. Um, this, uh, I'll see. Chris says, Miracle number one, Youngblood number two, Slapshot number three, Mighty Ducks one, and Mighty Ducks two, closing out his top five. So nothing really overly controversial. Uh, Jeremy says, Miracle one, Mighty Ducks two, Youngblood three, Slapshot four. That's a travesty. And Goon number five. I thought about Goon. Um, I, I, I I didn't love it, but I thought it was um, pretty solid, and it is on a few people's lists here. Uh, Jennifer says, can't wait for this one. Since I'm woefully undercultured when it comes to hockey movies, Don, you do need to watch the first Mighty Ducks, though. If you watch it for what it is, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a delight. Yeah, I I probably will break down uh, at some point. Uh, Ethan says uh, the Brzgalov 30 for 30. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mighty Ducks uh, 4. Youngblood 3, Miracle 2, Mystery Alaska number 1. I just don't see Mystery Alaska being number 1, but I guess teach their own. Uh, David's got um, Slapshot number 1. We don't speak of sequels, absolutely. Uh, Miracle number 2, Youngblood number 3, The First Mighty Ducks 4, Goon 5. Uh, so that's cool as well. Uh, Steven, it's got Miracle, uh, Youngblood, Slapshot, Mighty Ducks, only first one. The rest are trash. How about this? Swingers, the video game scene makes it a, a hockey movie, right? It's pretty good. It's not so much me. It's Ronick. It's Ronick's who's good. Who's good? Make Gretzky's head bleed. So I could count that. That's actually very creative, Stephen. I like that. Uh, Jeff says Slapshot, Miracle, Young Blood, Goon, and Mighty Ducks. Um, Susan says Slapshot, Miracle, Mighty Ducks, the making of the team, 1994 Rangers, which I did see on the NHL Network this week because the NHL Network's trying to get creative with old games and all that. So. I thought that was uh, the good. Another thing I need I need to um, kind of uh, find this movie because it's as old as the hills. But when you think of great actors, and the fact that Paul Newman is in Slapshot, I think really legitimizes that movie for sure because he's one of the great American actors of all time. And for him to be in this movie uh, is pretty cool. But when you think about great actors uh, of all time you think of john wayne well believe it or not john wayne was in a hockey movie i have never seen it you got to go back to 1937 the movie is called idol of the crowds and i'll read the synopsis for you johnny hansen wants to make enough money to enlarge his chicken farm he does this through hockey gangsters get involved in trying to get him to throw a championship game even lining up a woman to help steer him their way almost sounds like the, the the hockey version of the natural 
um, with Robert Redford. So believe it or not, John Wayne is in a hockey movie. I just haven't seen it yet, but it goes back a long way, 1937. But how cool is that? Maybe stumble upon that. So if nothing else, I think I gave everybody a little homework here. Go see the hockey sweater. Go see the idol of the crowds, stuff that maybe you haven't seen before. You know what? I'll do my homework as well, and I will actually go out and I will watch at least the first Mighty Ducks movie. I'm not sure I'll be able to do it before Friday, but hey, we got a lot of time on our hands, right? None of us are really leaving the house or going anywhere, and, and many of you are stuck at home for long periods of time, so I guess now would be the time to do it. If you're wondering, today's Wednesday, and no Leah Hextall. She was busy. She's okay. She's okay. She was just busy today. Uh, her job, obviously, um, is involved because she works with the government up in Manitoba, so they are very busy with the coronavirus situation, so she just could not carve out any time. We understand that, so we're hoping that maybe next week uh, we can have her back on, but just in case you were just wondering why Leah wasn't on, no big deal. She just was busy, but she passes along um, her best, and if she gets some time in her busy schedule, she might be able to carve out her top five. would be interesting, somebody from Canada, what their list is like. I really appreciate everybody listening, just judging by the amount of Twitter uh, feed that we got that there's a lot of people still interested in this podcast despite what's happening right now but i just wanted to pass along to everybody our best wishes here uh the information just doesn't seem to be good right now uh, i don't even want to get into uh all the different things from a political standpoint or all the speculation we're just kind of going by what we know which is not a lot but we just need to be patient we need to take care of each other if you are sick stay home uh, even if you're pretty sure that it's not the coronavirus, just stay home. Uh, there's a lot of places, at least in my community and here in the tri-state area, that are offering delivery service for food or, or that you could you could pick it up. And supermarkets and grocery stores are still open, so you can try to stockpile some. But obviously, you know, flying and large gatherings and parties, I feel terrible for people that have had weddings scheduled that have to cancel them. Uh, but right now, it's just about being patient. It's about being safe. So hunker down in your homes, take advantage of 21st century technology where you can still watch television, you can still download videos, you still have your computer to keep you company. So there could have been worse times in our country's history or or the world's history where you'd be stuck in your house and just have nothing to do. So at least we have all the things operating. Uh, We hope for nothing but good news to moving forward and and hopefully get a target date when things can kind of get back to normal. But we're going to continue to try to do the podcast as best we can moving forward to try to keep things normal for the uh, listeners and our family out there. So we'll be back with you again on Friday. We'll come up with a new list, something fun uh, that can get everybody excited and, and be interactive. And any news that we do get between now and Friday, we will definitely have it uh, on the podcast. So thanks for listening today. Thanks for being safe and, and being responsible. And we'll hopefully see you again on Friday. You want to get in touch with me? Best way to do that is at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct on Twitter. Questions, comments, whatever. If ideas for lists, then give them to me because I'm looking forward to doing uh, more of that moving forward. So we are going to talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. Thanks for listening to the Game Misconduct podcast. Looking for more Don LaGreca? Hear him on the Michael K. Show weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York and worldwide on the ESPN app. And don't forget to subscribe to the Game Misconduct Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.